What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the former informer, Imran Khan. Howdy. I'm not electrocuted. You're not electrocuted. Yes. If you're watching this on YouTube, listening on a podcast service, we have been testing out the electricity here in the office after Extra Life determined there is a kill switch in the floor. The electrician was going to put some different thing in the wall for loads or some shit. I don't know. It's whatever fucking Kevin tells me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I let the adults talk and I just cut up a check. That's yeah. what I do. Whatever you say has got to happen is what's got to happen. I've always wanted to be, so I put this on Twitter a couple of, like a week ago. Yeah. It was too late for the Halloween costume, but I want to be a Spider-Man villain that swills a glass of wine around and oh, has nice. electricity-based powers okay. and be called Culture Shock. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good, Emma. I like where your head's at. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, speaking of where our head's at, let's talk about Horizon 2, Square's new IP, and a Smash Brothers stream tomorrow because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live. Twitch.tv slash Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to KindOfFunny.com slash You're Wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash Games. Listening on podcast services. Watching on Rooster Teeth. Around the globe housekeeping for you today thank you to our patreon producers matthew carolina blackjack zach parsley mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by manscaped and hymns but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report time for some news five items on the roper report Let's start with some Horizon 2 rumblings, Mm -hmm. Imran Khan. Uh, This is Alex Avard over at Games Radar. A number of newly published job listings from Guerrilla Games suggests the studio is indeed working on a sequel to its 2017 open-world action game, Horizon Zero Dawn, with one vacancy in particular seemingly confirming the project's existence outright. The Amsterdam-based creator of the Killzone series recently posted a vacancy for a technical vegetation artist. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Imagine if you had that in your card. Yeah. I'm the technical vegetation artist. Yeah, the plant man. Uh, I'm the plant man. <laughs> another another villain for Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, which would focus on, quote, the creation of vegetation assets that are used to dress the game world, end quote. The listing explains that within Gorilla, we have four teams dedicated to creating the stunning environments of Horizon, and one team focuses on the creation of lush and stunning vegetation, end quote. Actress uh, Janina Gavankar, of course, one of our cool friends, her episode of We Have Cool Friends up right now, youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast service around the globe, uh, who played Tate in the original Horizon, accidentally made mention of the sequel earlier this year, uh, while some of Gorilla's developers have been teasing an impending announcement on their personal Twitter profiles. Another job listing for a principal animator uh, for Living World also suggests the studio will be making good use of the PS5's upgraded specs, asking for someone who can push the envelope for free moving crowd animations. Hopefully, we'll be hearing something more official from Sony and Gorilla soon enough. Mm. It's, I mean, obviously, this is like one of the worst kept secrets out there. Obviously. They've, it's been so openly talked about. I've been, I was confused and everyone was like, oh, Horizon's still not announced? Yeah. And I guess like they want to wait till PS5 reveal to actually show the game and all that stuff. But of course. If it's a PS5 game, which it seems like it's going yeah, to be. Yeah. At this point, if they make a PS4 Horizon, people would be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine if, like, and now we're gonna uh, we're gonna show off the new world of Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah, for PS4, and the, the next launch game for PS5 is Knack or something. Who cares? Oh man, Knack three! Everybody's ready for Knack, <laughs> Lord and Savior Knack to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's always a game of dollars and cents, though, man. Right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm with you. I think it's a PlayStation Five game. I hope it's a PlayStation Five launch, if it not launched window game. Right. But you figure there are, you know, it's second best selling home console of all time, which means there's a lot of money to be made putting more awesome games out on PS4. Right. And I mean, Horizon was a critical and commercial success for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a new IP, which is fantastic for them because then they can leverage that for a new generation to be like, hey, this graphical showcase we had, yeah. we're now going to use that for the next generation of hardware. So you can see what this no-loading thing actually really Hell means. Yeah. Or just a complete... I mean, Horizon, it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. Oh, here he's about to say something controversial, everybody. Get uh, your subreddit threads ready for him. Around the time, It came out at a very bad time for me personally because like, oh. that was just around Zelda. So oh, I'm like, sure, yeah, okay. No, so no, I'm no, like, I, I ended up playing Zelda first and then playing Horizon, and there was so many things of like, okay, if I run up this hill, I slip down in a weird way. And gotcha, like, I see. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Of, You're comparing contrasting games that are so similar, yeah. Yeah, and it just... 
didn't quite match up. If I think if I went back and played it now, which honestly I might do, we got some time. Did you ever do Frozen Wilds? No. Yeah, there's nothing coming out now. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I own it. Uh, I I own it because it was cheaper than buying the Frozen Wilds on its own, so I bought the complete edition. Nice. So I just bought it on PSN. I should just go back and play it. Yeah. But it it's a totally great game. I would love to see them take that idea further and see what they. I this is going to ignite some system wars arguments, but learn from. Zelda in that time period. Oh, 100%. Yeah, sure. Like, what does that game look like in a post-Breath of the Wild world? Yeah. Here's my question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Wh- so, right now, we're hiring vegetation artists. Yes. Right? So, where do we... Th- in the, the the things that the other guerrilla uh, employees have been teasing, right, were like, we've come for all your mocap. Like, they were out doing some stuff. They showed the mocap stages. With that information in, in, as a feather in your cap, what is your prediction for when Horizon 2 comes out? I think it's a launch title. You do think it's a launch title? It's either a launch title or it's a second sun place yeah. where it's like launch window-ish. And I, I like be- three months? I bet when it gets, when it, when PlayStation 5's day get it, when we see the PlayStation 5 and they have a PlayStation 5 event, I bet we reveal Horizon there, we say it's a PlayStation 5 game, and they are very dodgy about it being a launch title. Because I think they want it to be a launch title. They'd love for it to be a day and date, but I don't think they'll be ready to commit to that. I mean, launch titles are a weird thing because unless you're a first party, there's no real benefit to being there day one. You don't think so? I mean, as people pick your game up, I guess. Exactly. I think that's the thing, right? But, I like, mean, we're talking, if you're a middle-tier game, sure, that's great for you. If you're Bomberman. Yeah. but on DC Universe Online on PlayStation 4. Yeah. other ex- Like, there's smaller examples. But if you're a game that benefits from a wide install base, yeah. like, it, we would have to really knock it out of the park to be that game people still keep picking up for a year after year after year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Because, like, you're launching with the console at its most expensive and its smallest install base. What is the one I'm thinking? Is it Contrast? Remember Contrast, that PlayStation 4 launch title? The, it came out on PS Plus. The like first month of PS Plus was that game. What is it? I thought it was. It's like the game about the. I it was say like a mime. In French. Like a, yeah, 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 yeah. In France? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of another thing. It's, yeah. It's that one. I remember playing through it because like PS Plus was a novelty. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a free game that was brand new, day and day. Why not get a part of it, right? Yeah. The other question, I guess, really is do you want it to be a launch title? Like, and I mean, like, of course we want it, it's cool, we want this game, we want it there. But I think of, especially when we sit in there, like, oh man, like, Second Son, right? Like, mm-hmm. I adore Infamous 1 and 2, right? Infamous yeah. Second Son, while I love Sucker Punch and had fun and Platinum and all that jazz, I thought ha- suffered from the normal thing a launch title suffers from. It was, was like, like yeah. cool, now you can shake the paint can with your controller, and now you're doing, and I was like, this su- why would I want to do any of this? It's like, the bells and whistles, let alone the fact that you're not... They didn't have the uh, ability to learn from all the other open world games that have come before them on it. Right, and I think, I mean, there are a major first party title coming out on PS Five in the first year, most likely. Yeah, they're gonna have to do some of that stuff. Like, oh well, you when you when they typically said when you hold a bow uh, with the with the analog sticks, you can feel res- or not analog sticks, analog triggers, yeah, you can yeah, feel yeah. resistance. I'm like, yeah, that's that's for Horizon. That's sure. exactly what that sure. game is going to do. And like Uncharted One had that same thing of. Use the motion controls to guide the grenade or whatever it was. Right, yeah, for aiming your grenades, yeah, six axis. So, like, I expect the same thing with like Vita Uncharted, right? Of like, hold it up to the light to you know look through this puzzle or whatever, and then use a touchpad to wipe this shit off. Yeah, I think let me play. They're gonna have to do it regardless. But I, I, I say it, and I wonder in the same breath as me saying it and worrying about it, if PlayStation Five will avoid some of that because resistance in my triggers is actually something that sounds good. That sounds like, all right, fine. That doesn't sound like it's going to be a weird, I don't want to play the game that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Six access and uh, shaking the paint can and using touchpads. Like, that's all crap I don't want to do in my traditional video games. Right. Whereas, like, if it's more precise control, I'm all about that. That sounds good. My w- worry with that is, like, less about gimmicks and more just about when you have to make launch or a specific timing. You can't delay. It's you need to be here to sell consoles. Yeah. It stumps off tougher. And like we talk about uh, Second Son, there were mission design problems with that game out the wazoo. Yeah. And story issues. And stuff. I, I still really like that game. Of course. But I also loved Infamous 1 and 2 a lot more. Yeah. When I think back and I'm like, oh, man, I love Infamous, I don't think of Second Son. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think of that as like one of the franchises. In the same way, I guess that's not 100% correct. But like Killzone Shadowfall, a game from Gorilla, was mm-hmm. a PlayStation 4 launch title as well. But at that point, I think everyone was just so fucking over Killzone. It didn't matter how good or bad that game was going to be. It's yeah. like, whatever. I'll kill- the only thing Killzone had to do was be a graphical showcase. Yeah. Horizon has more thi- like more of a weight on its shoulders because yeah. that last game was very good. It was critically lauded. It was one of the, if not the best-selling new IP of the generation. Like, it's up there. Yeah. But this game has to actually be good. If it turns out to be a great-looking game... That middle is of the road, middle of the road, or yeah. is only what Horizon did before. It doesn't really leverage what 
what we expect from a new generation. Because yeah. we always, they always, the pitch from Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, even Nintendo to some extent is we're doing this stuff and it's going to make your games better. If the game itself isn't better, then it's going to be critically hit and it's going to be like, okay, well, I was waiting for Horizon, but I guess this game, maybe I'll pick it up cheap when I get a PS5 down the road somewhere. Yeah. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We'll I, see. It does mention the Janina thing, and I I love that one because God, I felt so bad for her. She <laughs> she straight up said like, "You guys should see the sequel." If you, so, yeah, if you yeah. don't remember this, it was what Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. One of the, and she was walking around doing a live stream from the show floor, and somebody was like, she stopped to do a photo at and with somebody who was an Iden fan. Yeah, and then she's like, "I also loved you in Horizon." She's like, "Oh, did?" And I, the woman didn't ask, right? It was kind of unprovoked. It was yeah. unforced air. She's like, "Oh, if you like that one, wait to see the next." Well, one. she didn't crazy. know she was like being filmed by someone, and like, oh, she knew she was being filmed. Oh, did she? It was a live stream. I think she was she was hosting this. Live okay. Okay, I thought somebody was like somebody on like a what do you call it mixtape or whatever. Like I think it was just a Twitch Periscope, stream. Yeah. Kind of funny that okay. wrong. I think it was like somebody was she was doing like a tour of the show floor. Yeah, right? but it was just her being excited about it. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, like again, like you're a work and we talked to her on we have cool friends, right? Like the, if you're working on as many projects as she is, mm-hmm. you do and like you're saying. We all know Horizon 2 is happening. Yeah. This isn't like breaking news, right? Of like, yeah. oh my God, the, one of the most successful games, this thing that reinvigorated Guerrilla Games is getting, mm-hmm. no, like everybody knows it's happening. Yeah. So I'm sure she's like working on 15 other projects and can't keep it straight what's announced and unannounced. I mean, I, I love it when, because like from a news reporting perspective, the voice actors are always the ones who give up the ghost way yeah. too easily. Yeah. Like even this new Batman game that clearly exists, but they haven't announced. Yeah, yeah. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> uh, was announce it. it. Who was it? Was it Kevin Conroy that was like just? Or I'm no. not in it or whatever. When somebody asked him about it, yeah, well, even like, for Arkham, Roger Craig Smith, I thought was being yeah, Roger Craig Smith was being cheeky right? about stuff, and yeah. he's being well, responded, okay, uh, he being responded by like uh, writers and stuff. Yeah, who are known uh, for working. You feel for from these guys, Mar- Montreal. They're working but on so many things. They even don't know what the bigger do. one was uh, when Origins got announced, and then people were asking if Conroy uh, about Batman games, right, right. and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm really excited for the next one. I'm going to be in." But it was already announced that he wasn't in Origins. Origins. So yeah, like, oh. he said something like, I've done 80 hours of recording already. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be right. crazy. Everybody's like, what? On the other <laughs> hand, you look at the movie industry, like Spider-Verse 2 gets announced for three years from now. Yeah. And like the logo gives us a little hint about it. Yeah. But like video game industry would never fucking do that. No. They're not going to be like, they're not going to show, say, at the next Square Enix thing. Well, Square Enix might be a bad example. But <laughs> as at, we come up on the next one here. <laughs> but at like the next, I don't know, the next Sony event, they're not going to show the God of War logo and then like 2025 or whatever. Sure. Like. It's too far away, and they're not, they want to hold things. Things can change. Like, yeah. So much can go on. Like I think that's the biggest thing you see, right? And because we've had this not argument conversation before of like why we're not like that as in the video game industry. Yeah. And I think that with a movie being a two-hour investment, and like when you're looking at a script and you're looking at your actors, even if you get to the end of the movie, it's not that great. You're like, all right, well, it goes out. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a video game, if you work for it for three years and you get to it, and you're like, this isn't fun to play. Right. That's a huge fucking problem. And like some people will push that game out still, but all others will kill it and not ever talk about it. Plus, it's just. It's a weird tradition with marketing, or not tradition, but it's just the way it works. Yeah. Because, like, during Extra Life, when Jen was making asking us, like, jokey Watto questions, you, me, and Carboni all, all at the, the same, same time. talking points, yeah. Like, we're not talking about that right now, because that's the fucking way this industry works. We've heard that line a thousand exactly. times. Exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah. Voice actors are the ones I feel for the most. I remember yeah. years ago, and I won't say games or anything specific, but uh, a guy tweeted out, like, there was uh, an IMDb listing went up. And then he quote tweeted, he's like, so excited to be in this game, blah, blah, blah. And I like texted him, like, you are not announced. This game is not announced. You've bit on bait. This is not real. But he's like, some of those people are in the game. I'm like, we, I know. They don't know that. <laughs> Just stop. Delete that tweet. <laughs> I digress. Mm-hmm. Lord of Phone puts out, uh, Contrast and Resogun were the t- two PS Plus games at launch for uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah. Number two on the Roper Report, Square Enix's new IP for next-gen. This is Sal Romano over at Gamatsu. Square Enix's uh, first development division is currently working on an unannounced new intellectual property for high-definition consoles, according to Square Enix Japan uh, recruitment website. The first development division has a diverse portfolio that includes Final Fantasy VII Remake, Kingdom Hearts III, Saga Starlet Grace, uh, Romancing Saga III Remastered, Romancing Saga Reuniverse, and other various other titles. And if I'm Greg Editorial, I bet they're saga related <laughs> and a large number of staff skilled in a range of fields from consoles to smartphones under the section for the unannounced new title Square Enix says that it is quote aiming to realize a next generation action game experience that goes beyond the framework of existing action games <laughs> with an international team of creators from all over the world end quote mm-hmm. if they would if we would have let the quote go they would have said something about action games again yeah. I bet. 
We're really going to revolutionize action games. Action games are, you know, we understand that gamers love action. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure they are getting what they want out of these action games that we're working on. Do they straight up say this is a new IP in there? They do, yeah. Wow. The story does. The story does, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing it says it's somewhere in there. Because otherwise my assumption would have been, oh, that's near. But if it's not in the, like, if it's in the story, like, not in the quote, then it might not be near. I'm looking it up for you. I'm trying to get get backwards to it. Mm -hmm. But I... I remember a time where you could count on every Square Enix game being a turn-based RPG. Sure. And they've really diversified since then because, like, Avengers is coming out fairly soon. Final Fantasy VII is nothing like the old FF7 in terms of, like, the actual combat. So I kinda, I'm kind of i curious what they mean by action game for this one. Is it Final Fantasy XV style? Like, is you'd it... You'd think yeah. so. That You'd think it would be that in Final Fantasy VII, right? That seems right. where they're taking those kind of things. Right. On the uh, other hand, like, they say action, or action launch game. I'm like, bouncer. They should bring back that. So, you know, Google Translate off the original page that Sal links to, right, Mm -hmm. is according to the content described on the company's career recruitment page, the unpublished new IP title for the HD consoles is an international team of creators, yada, yada, everything we said before. Mm -hmm. So they are saying new IP. New IP, okay. I I wonder if that's Babylon's Fall as well. Mm. Because that was announced not this year. It was last year's E3. It was spo- for a 2019 date that obviously is not happening at this point. Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, You're running out of time pretty quick here. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, Platinum Games is making it. And in that time, Platinum Games has had new announcements of games. They've had a new announcement of a game that also released in that time frame before they've ever shown anything about Babylon's Fall. So maybe just they move that to next gen and they can't talk about it at this point. Interesting. That'd be one way to do it for sure. Yeah. But also they're recruiting for it, so who knows? It, like, how how far along is this? You know what I mean? Yeah, are they looking for a producer for that, or is it like, do they move it from Platinum to Square Enix? Because they've done that before with games. Yeah, and like it's happened to Platinum specifically, not necessarily with Square Enix, but with other companies. So maybe they're. It's a. There's a lot of maybes in this, but it's cool that everyone's out like getting out now and saying like, yeah, we're working on new projects. Don't don't worry, we're not going to have the same thing happen that we have had this generation. Where we're gonna hedge our bets for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, in. They've yeah. seen the numbers. Like 2012, 2013, it was like, oh, consoles are dying. Yeah, remember like, that? We're not gonna jump in too quickly. Yeah. And then it turns out, oh, consoles are fine. By about 2015, everyone got their footing. But early on, it was everyone still figuring it out a little bit. Yeah. Now everyone's like, okay, well, we're on this immediately. We're not gonna make the same mistakes. It's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. On the Roper Report, there's going to be a Smash Brothers uh, live stream tomorrow. Nintendo tweets, join Super Smash Brothers Ultimate director uh, Sakura, or no, Sakura, I always fuck it up, <laughs> on November 6th at 5 a.m. Pacific for a roughly 45-minute uh, video live stream featuring an in-depth look at upcoming DLC fighter Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury series. 45 minutes is a long time for that. For just Terry? Yeah. I'd say so. They also had another video, that, or not video, sorry, a tweet that said there will be no information about unreleased fighters. And I don't fucking believe them. They're liars. <laughs> they, and the, uh, I think the Japanese tweet that like pushed Dustin uh, translated said it's going to be a video for Smash Brothers fans and all fighting game fans of all kinds. In the picture, they show like it's Sakurai, and he has like a Neo Geo MVS arcade stick with him. Yeah. So I assume what this is going to be is he's going to fucking explain who Terry Bogard is. He's going to explain where all these moves come from. And he's going to, like, because Sakurai is an old competitive video game, like, fighting game player. Yeah. He used to, I think, win Street Fighter II tournaments, like, at the local arcades when he was a kid. So I kind of wonder if, like, this will be, holy shit, Ryu and Terry are back together again. Like, let's talk about these games. Let's talk about this game from Capcom versus SNK 2. Interesting. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it might be for that, like, that civic audience of, you say you don't know who Terry is? Let me tell you who Terry fucking, Terry fucking Bogart is. <laughs> Put some respect on the goddamn yeah. name. Though they do have another specialized character to reveal at some point. Uh, I ass- I'm going to assume that that's going to be a Game Awards thing. Tim, it's Greg Miller. You're on Kind of Funny Games Daily. What's up, everybody? Hi, Tim. Imran's here. Hi. Uh, so, yeah, we were just talking about uh, tomorrow's Smash Brother live stream, 45 minutes, all about Terry fucking Bogard. Are you hype? Oh, of course. That probably means we're getting him tomorrow. More spirits, baby. Let's go. Again with the goddamn <laughs> Uh Do you believe this thing that he'll be the only thing they talk about, like no other uh, DLC characters? They won't, I mean, they already said they're not talking about other DLC characters. I believe them. I think we might get other costumes or other updates with 6.0, uh, mm-hmm. similar to like what we got, got last time with the Banjo blowout. Okay. Uh, it's we got songs from Undertale, me costume and stuff last time. I think we'll get things to that extent. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. 
and then it's a yeah. 5 a.m. call time. You'll be here live, you're live reacting, right? Not a chance. Not okay, a chance fair. Uh, if, if they left it open that there might be a cancer announcement, I, I might have, but them saying no, nah. I know exactly what this is going to be. It's going to be 45 minutes of sack ride being a goon, and like, I'll watch it later. I'll watch it in its entirety later, but not at 5 a.m. And then one final thing. As you called, Imran was starting to hypothesize the next DLC being announced at Game Awards. Do you buy that? 100%. Cool. That's where it's going to happen. Undeniably. Mm. All right. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I, I think it's going to be somebody fairly boring. Great. Cool. That's got me tight. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be... I, like, I, I can see it being uh, Doom Slayer or something like that. Okay. All right, yeah. we'll come to work. We'll Don't see you in a bit. Bye. <laughs> yeah, Doom Slayer seems like a, a decent bet at this point. Does it? I feel like we've been saying that forever, right? I mean, who, like, so there's so many big IPs and companies that are yet to be represented. In mm. terms of Western stuff, it's almost no one. Yeah, like uh, Banjo Kazooie was like the first to really like break that mold, right? Right. Of, like Western characters, but that's still understandable because it's like a rare property. It's kids and all this stuff. Doom Slayer, Doom Slayer seems like way too fucking hardcore for the uh, for the Smash. But in terms family. of like third party Western characters, or not Western third party characters in general, three of them are already from M rated games. So like Bayonetta, uh, Solid Snake, and that's Joker. Fair. That's fair. So, like, is it really... Joker and Bayonetta already use guns. Snake already uses explosives. Yeah. Like, but Doom, Doom Slayer rips people's uh, spines out of the I can't throats. wait for him to, to the little Mies. You know yeah. what I mean? Or Kinda Kirby. I want to see what's, uh, villager. What, what Kirby is made of. He's like, get that sh- fucking tree out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to know... Like, this could be the one where they just kind of like... It's kind of... We wanted one that the fans have been asking for, but not sure. like not a vocal minority, but not everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like a Gino or something like that. Theoretically, I'm not. In that's not, not anything. That's not yeah. anything you've heard. You're just saying, okay. yeah. Okay. Like that could make sense for this one, or it could just be like a, a fairly basic one. Like, fucking put in Waluigi at some point. Why not? God, if that's how they ended it, finally letting Waluigi <laughs> come play in Smash, that'd be big. I mean, like they they made the smart move of saying this is not the last DLC character. We're doing another season next. I'm also looking for Gooigi. You know what I mean? Stole mm-hmm. my heart. Get him out there. Definitely put in an alternate costume for Guiji. Yeah. Why? Like, why not? If we have a Yarn Yoshi costume, why cannot we have a a Guiji costume? Give them what they want. You know, they probably didn't expect the Luigi's Mansion Three to be the breakout success it's been. So. Put Guiji and Smash, you cowards! Cowards! There was a glitch on Metacritic last night, I think, that yeah. accidentally made Luigi's Mansion Three the highest-rated video game of all time. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was a glitch. Could be true. You <laughs> mm-hmm. never know. Things change. Number four on the Roper Report. Bye bye. Geo Corsi. Now, I only got to listen to the start of yesterday's show, and I saw it was in the Rope Report. Did you talk at all about Geo yesterday? Uh, we A little bit, like, for, like, a minute at the end of the de- uh, show. Okay, so then yeah. I'll put it in here, just in case you missed the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, Geo Corsi, of course, friend of the show, is leaving PlayStation. He was uh, senior director, head of Global Second Party Games. Yesterday, he tweeted, It's been a hell of a ride, but last week was my final one at PlayStation. I'm taking some time off, but I will be back in games soon enough. I'm extremely proud of all the amazing things we accomplished. Big love to everyone past and present who made my time there truly special. Then it went on to be a thread where he thanked a whole bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. For a little bit more context, Brendan Sinclair of GamesIndustry.biz wrote, Corsi joined the company as a senior director of third-party production and developer relations during the run-up to the PlayStation 4's launch in 2013. He transitioned to the second-party position last year. Of course, uh, Gio, of course, as I said, friend of us, friend of Kind of Funny. He's been here a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we love him because he loved the Vita. His final tweet about all this was just long live the Vita, of course, because that was the best. Yeah, hashtag building the list. Exactly. Which is actually list. a great initiative that they like should have continued. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was I, right I, as PlayStation yeah. started to turn. Yeah. <laughs> Gio was very much like, this will be a great idea. And PlayStation's like, why don't we just do disembodied voices and AAA games all the time? Yeah. We don't need I, to worry about I this. I mean, I credit him. Like, they're obviously Sega and Atlas, they, their own very good job with this stuff. But if not for him pushing Yakuza to get, like come back to America, yeah. I don't think Sega would have ever like localized a lot of those games. Yeah. So it, that series becoming popular here is probably not solely on him, but oh, yeah. greatly on him. Sure. No, Gio did so much amazing work at PlayStation. We're sad to see him go. Love yeah. the guy. I mean, he's not going anywhere. I've been hitting him up, obviously. He's got a lot of free time before the, whatever the next is going to happen. Come on in and do some shows with us, so we'll see what happens. Right. But I digress. Dead Inside writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hello, KFGD crew. Long time, first time, and all that. I'll get right to it. Sean Layden, gone. 
John Drake, rolling in Disney money now. Andrew wow. House, bye bye. Gio Corsi, exit stage left. The Vita, dead and loving it. I don't know about it, loving it. It's dead for sure. <laughs> it seems over the past couple of months, bigger, more front-facing names are exiting PlayStation. What gives? Do you think Sony is doing this to realign for a new set of eyes on PlayStation 5's business? Or are these employees reading the tea leaves in a way that suggests Sony isn't going forward in a way they believe in? I mean, there's a lot of names there, and I could theoretically think they're all leaving for different reasons. Sure. Like, let's say you're Geo Corsi, and your job is to get people involved in... Specific, like on the, the PS5, if you're all if your last console, if your two of your consoles broke records, and your last console almost just broke the record of the previous record breaking console, yeah, you don't need to convince developers to come develop your system. They're probably going to do that. Yeah, you're like you need someone to outreach for like here's your dev kit, here's all that stuff. But for the most part, that kind of job is a little redundant. So I could see him going like, well, I don't need to build this up anymore. I need to go like somewhere else might go, but. On the other hand, yes, it does seem like Sony is going a very specific direction that is leaving certain initiatives and the people behind those initiatives behind to the... I mean, we'll see how it all works out, but these are all faces that came in or achieved prominence during this generation and are all leaving before the end of it. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack and a lot of it we don't know because keep in mind, everybody, just to remind you, Sean Layden was in charge of PlayStation pretty much, <laughs> right? And one tweet from PlayStation is all we got about him leaving. Yeah. There's never been a statement. He's never tweeted again. There's never been a press release. I'm, I'm positive. What the like, fuck? In like four months, it's going to be like him in Germany on a, like I was going to say on a German beach, but. <laughs> <laughs> him in Germany on a German beach. Him in a beach somewhere, like drinking a Mai Tai and just be like relaxing. That's all the tweet will say. And that's it. That's all. That's how I'll resurface. Like, yeah. hey, I've had a lovely time over here. Uh. Yeah, John, Geo, and I would go as far to include Adam Boys in that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was the team for so long, doing all sorts of crazy shit. And granted, I'm I'm mixing and matching first party, third party, all sorts of stuff they were right. doing there. It is a weird thing of, I think with any job, right? Like you, how long are you going to stay? How do you move, right? Like especially in, and I'm speaking way out of my ass right now, but in terms of a corporate world, mm-hmm. like. Usually to get the big promotion, to change the big thing, to do the next, you need to move. You need to go. I remember, and I, I remember when, this is a very, very Greg Miller inside baseball IGN thing. When Nate Ahern left IGN the second time and started going into developing games and working on that thing, I remember that he, he skipped around so much, so quickly. Mm. And we were like, what the fuck is he doing? And he's like, no, guys, this is how it gets played, right? And I remember then him going to Xbox and now being at Google Stadia. Like, he moves all over the place. Like, there's something to that in this corporate structure that I have no idea how any of that shit works. And I think also, you look at PlayStation and what a giant corporation that is and how I imagine from the people I've talked to, I would would reckon I've heard it at first hand of, like, you are a cog in the machine. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. You help the machine run and that's great, but... It's like it was at IGN, like why we started kind of funny in a lot of ways, right? Of like, okay, cool, you have bosses, and you can have all the ideas in the world, and you can tell them what the, you think they should do, and if they go, cool, we're going the other direction, cool, that's my cog in this machine, and that's how it's going to be. Whereas if you break out and you go do something, to see Adam go over to Iron Galaxy, right? Where right. it's like him and Dave Lang being friends and horsing around and then making games and building a business and doing all these things the way they want to do it. Right. I, I, some good advice a friend gave me once was, is don't worry that much about money. Are you happy where you are? Yeah. And like sometimes the answer to that question is no. Like I would be happier building something up necessarily than like making twice the amount of money. Well, not twice. Twice is a lot. But <laughs> making the uh, same amount of money somewhere else. Like I can understand the reasoning of going like, okay, well, Sony is where it is. They're not, not going to change. They're going direction I don't necessarily like or doesn't necessarily fit me in in the same level, would I be happier like building a like stadia up from nothing? And that's what I would I would even go further is I don't know if it's a moving in a direction you don't like as much as not wanting to move in any direction now that they are where they are. Right. Right? Like cool. Thank you so much, uh, Adam, Geo, uh, Jack Trenton, you know what I mean, Sean to an extent, Andrew like we had this blueprint that got us from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 4 is killing it. And as Mm -hmm. it's gone, we've changed that a bit to where I'm sure... Uh, again, to Adam being in the shoe video of, like, this is how you, you know, share video games, or PlayStation 4 games. PlayStation would never do that video anymore, which is fine if you just want to exist in the back and do this stuff, but if you want to have that freedom, if you want, not even to be a personality, but if you want to have that freedom to make goofy shit and push boundaries and do this, PlayStation's not pushing shit anymore. PlayStation's like, we're letting the games speak for themselves, we're doing a very safe project called the State of state of play where it comes out and tells you what's happening what's coming next like i feel like right now they're 
it's not that they're stagnant as much as they have a machine and it works. They have a thing that it works. And from from a consumer perspective, that's great because like as long as PS4 keeps doing great and like killing on the services and making great single player games, we're all like, oh yeah, hell yeah, keep going this direction. But if it's from a behind the scenes, how the bacon gets made kind of perspective, if you're back there doing the same thing every day, yeah, it's like we're just doing this over and over. If it like, becomes formulaic, right? Yeah. If you're not excited about doing it, that's a problem. Right. Yeah. Because from our perspective, we just see like, oh, the games are different and that's fine. Yeah. But if you're not, you're not necessarily playing, like that's not your main concern. Your concern is like, what are we, what big moves are we making? It can get kind of boring. Yeah. 100%. And something you said earlier that I thought was interesting, I think and I think this is me even right now being out on a limb and not understanding everything, right? When you talk about getting people to come to the platform and like that being something that you don't need to do that as much anymore, mm-hmm. I think it was more about finding strategic partnerships with them, right? Because even scrolling through Geo's thing to – because I thought I was right on this and I was, so I didn't want to get you wrong at all the same. But like he's always out there, and I remember at both uh, GDC – no, no, not GDC, PAX, and then now he's got a New York Comic Con post up from October of working the Iron Man, PlayStation VR, and Predator Hunting Ground booths, right? Mm-hmm. And those being like games I think he helped get here and make exclusive and make, you know, like, hey, this is what we're doing. and right. It's more than just like, hey – well, EA, you should probably put your games on our console. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, I don't know, Geo. Hard bargain. Let's get a steak. And then we're all over there. These fat cats up there. No, I don't know what's happening. Right, yeah. And, like, somebody needs to make those deals. But in the future, is it... Like, they've changed their entire, like, what's the word in the court? Approval process and pitching and all that. So is it going to be, hey, I think this studio would be a good choice for Iron Man? Or is it going to be hey, we're a studio. Why don't we take this Iron Man pitch to Sony and mm-hmm. see what they say? Yeah, that's a great point. All the same, we will see what it means when we get to PlayStation 5 and then two or three years into PlayStation 5, yeah. how it all looks. And if yeah. we we're like, oh, man, those people left because they were going to go in this weird, just put it under yeah, your and three, skin. Yeah, in two or three years, we're going to be like, hey, this is because that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're yeah. not going to know right now what it means. Well, Godspeed, Geo Corsi. Come visit us soon and tell us all the real reasons you can. And then number five. I know the week's only two days in, but the saddest news of the week. SingStar, and to a lesser extent, Drive Club. Servers are shutting down in 2020. Thank you. Thank you, Barrett. Matt Perslow at IGN has the heartbreaking news. Sony will shut down SingStar servers on January 31st next year, and Drive Club servers will also be closed in the following months. Announced in a post on the PlayStation website, Sony explained that all online functionality, network features, and song purchases will be disabled from 11.59 p.m. on January 31st, 2020, this will affect both the PS3 and PS4 versions of the game, although there are varying effects across each platform. Offline features will remain available for both platforms, but only PlayStation 4 players will be able to re-download any songs that they have purchased, previously purchased and deleted. This service will not be offered to PS3 players, so it is advised that any songs players wish to keep are downloaded onto their console before the server shut down. PS3 song downloads will, be available, will not be available after January 31st, 2020. SingStar isn't the only Sony game due to have its online functions axed in the near future. Online services for Drive Club, Drive Club VR, and Drive Club Bikes will close on March 31st, 2020. This will eliminate any multiplayer elements from the game, as well as creating events and competing on the leaderboards. It isn't fair, Imran. It it actually... Drive Club is really fucking surprising. Yeah. Like, that's a game that came out this generation. God, they fucking tried. They tried so hard to Drive Club, and just every time they stepped on a new rake, every time. See, but I don't... I feel like that's not fair to people who are fans of Drive Club. Yep. Of, it's not your fault the game didn't sell well enough for Sony to keep the servers up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, why do you lose access to that sort of thing? Because, like, they can scale down... And if not, like, take the fucking loss. You're a giant corporation. You're not an indie developer. But that's the whole thing. It's, they're a giant corporation, so it's literally bean counting of, like, uh, let's say actively there's 100,000 players playing Drive Club, which I wouldn't even, I would not even I would believe. assume, like, 200. 1,000? No, 200, 200 period. period, yes. Right? So uh, we're talking about a .01% of, like, the people that have an, a PlayStation in their house or whatever. I'm right. terrible at math. But you understand what I'm saying of, like, we pissed these guys off. Who fucking cares? They're, they're not going to go anywhere. They got the PlayStation. They're happy. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be, they're gonna bemoan Drive Club like I bemoan Mod Nation Racers and SingStar, but but I feel like it's you. When Don't you, get me wrong. Yeah. I'm being devil's advocate here. Right. Of course, you bought this this generation. You would at least expect it to run X amount of years, but we never have that. We don't but have that. Certainty. When you make a game that is server based for any reason, I feel like you need to make a commitment to we have to keep this thing up for X number of years at least for this generation. Yeah. Like I can understand why you wouldn't be running, let's say, 
uh, Final Fantasy XI PS2 servers anymore. Sure. Or, you know, Halo 2 servers. Or I, I think they do straight up just run Halo Warhawk on PS3 servers, right? Yeah, those kind of things. Like, it's that's been a long time. I can understand why people would be sad about it, but it's been long enough that that's fair. Sure. But... I don't know. It's been five years for Drive Club. What's the? I I, I understand the uh, the conversation of having it run through the console generation, but after five years and nothing's picking up, and you're probably seeing loss over year and year and year, even with the small fan base that you have. Like Greg's saying, it's bean counting. Like what? Like what's the point? You know. And it's that thing of like, I mean, to even set Drive Club aside, we've seen it with other PlayStation games quicker, right? Like Gravity yeah. Rush Two. Had that online photo mode for all of a year. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, all right, we're shutting shit down. And people were like, what the fuck? And like, all right, we'll let it go a little bit longer. But none of you are using this functionality. Yeah. Right, but if Atlas can keep Demon Soul servers alive because the fans requested it, yeah. they eventually did have to shut them down because it's been so long. But for 10 years, yeah. they kept that thing running. Like, I'm what? not saying you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying Sony is looking at this from two... Our, the calculus is too much based on the numbers yeah. and not just the PR perspective of, hey, we shouldn't shut things down so when people do realize or they want to buy it on PSN sales, because games live longer now than they ever have before. Like, if I, let's say Drive Club is five bucks tomorrow on PSN. Sure. It, and it won't be because they stopped selling it. But let's say it is, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm in the mood for a driving game. Why don't I go in? It is a worse experience now than it would have been earlier. Yes. And that sucks ass for yeah. me, and it sucks ass for the developers who would no long, who are closed because Sony closed them down. Yeah. But a lot of this is just, it's so, it, why take the PR hit? Because it's not. It's not a PR hit. Mm-hmm. It's a PR hit very much in this moment on this show and on Drive Club message boards. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think... At a, at a bigger site of IGN, the world is not stopping to turn for it, and it doesn't even get discussed on GameScoop. I don't know. I'm, I'm hypothesizing here. Right. And then I think it is the fact that it's it falls so into the category, I feel, of what I was talking about with internet in general, but I always use it for season passes back in the day. Mm-hmm. But people get so mad when these season passes got announced, except most of the time for the people who are going to buy them. The people who are going to buy them are like, oh, I fucking love Batman. Here's my season pass. It right. was everybody else getting mad of the slippery slope of what a season pass would be. Mm-hmm. And even here, it's us getting mad about like, oh, this fucking sucks. And yet, but we don't play Drive Club. Right. We didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, So it's like we're not even in that community, so it doesn't really affect us. And it's, the next time Sony puts out an online game that I care about, I'm not going to be like, well, what about fucking Drive Club? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just this weird thing of how we all discuss news, let alone the fact that the bean counters of what we do of like the people who watch this show or the people who care about games to this degree aren't even the people who care that much out there it was funny to see when playstation view they announced the plugs getting pulled on that right i made a joke right that uh my best friend poe is the only person i know who uses it but he loves it and it was literally during extra life five days later six days later i got a text from him and he's like i'm at a gas station i just found out playstation view got canceled <laughs> i'm like i know man it's, it's a heartbreaker but don't worry about it well let's say you're a kind of funny best friend who walked away from this, this show knows about this drive club thing is looking at games on psn or the retail shelf or whatever and god of war is sitting next to death stranding yeah god of war you play that game you're gonna play like it's going to play exactly the same as it did like there's no online elements or whatever yeah death stranding how how long do you think that is it going to be? Five years? Ten years? At some point, that game is going to be measurably worse because it will just be. I won't have your bridges. Yeah, you won't. You won't have my bridges. You won't have anybody's stuff. Yeah, like that game doesn't play without online elements. Like you could try playing a single player. It would suck a lot. Out of sure. The, like, it would suck a lot out of that game to play that game without. Sure. All the, like the. Uh, Even though we're yeah. debating the review, right? It seems like some AI stuff gets built. Right, because there was Igor that we all saw and all this other jazz. There, there's also a part of that game where it straight up says, "Hey, you're going to need to rely on other players and what they left for you here," yep. and like that part would be terrible. It loses all impact if other players haven't left stuff for right. you. One of the coolest things about that game is like I'm in this I'm in this very personal isolated story, but yeah, I see Danny O'Dwyer's bridge and car over there. I'm using Khalif's car, or I'm working with other these people to build highways yep. across yep, America. Yep, 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 like yep. that's great. That's it's a real like. Honestly, 19th century building America feel to yeah, it. Yeah. Granted, we use slave labor and all that sort of whatever. But <laughs> stay on track, Imran. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I. If you look at that game in five, ten years, how long do you think before Sony goes? You know what? No one's buying this game anymore. And yeah. if you ever want to go back and play it, it's going to be a measurably worse experience because of it. Yeah. 
But I feel like we've been living that reality for a while, right? It's just the fact that we are such a group uh, 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 hobbyists, right, that are excited about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, that when it does come around, they're like, oh, City of Heroes servers are turning off. Like, right. like that audience cares. You know, PlayStation Home shutting down. That audience cares. And everybody else is like, oh, that makes sense probably. You know what yeah. I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Like, we've all, we've all been, and not all of us, I'm using a broad stroke here, but the industry in general has been so happy to do these always connected always online experiences like they are it's a single player game very much affected by the you know work of others in it we like that in the moment but yeah like it does do a very interesting thing of when you go 20 years back right like imagine if you popped in zelda on nes now right and it somehow it needed to ping the network and like oh it's not there like what is this fucking game gonna be right you know i don't get as many rupees i was thinking the other day that i i fucking love monster hunter world at some point that game is going to be impossible to play with friends mm-hmm. i could still bring out the 3ds game and i can play that locally with a friend but i can't ever like when that server sh- shuts down what's going to happen like there's no local in that game there's no way to hook up two ps4s to play it yeah like what are we going to do yeah move on to monster hunter world 2 yeah i guess oh, that's the idea 5. yeah exactly that is 100 percent the idea drive club 2 is a ps5 launch oh title. my god they'll never do that again <laughs> uh billy the door has a different take on this whole argument we're having of like what's the future of things but not the future we were talking about billy the door writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says i can't believe it after 15 years SingStar says goodbye through its various iterations, it was an awesome idea, starting with the two microphones on the PS2 and ending with the smartphone microphones on the PlayStation 4. This got me thinking about how many peripherals I had on the PS2. DDR dance pads, SingStar microphones, phones, iToy, and of course, many, many, many plastic guitars. Do you think peripheral-based games are done for? I know that Ring Fit game out for, is out for a, I know that Ring Fit game out for Switch a week or so ago, but there haven't been that many prevalent ones. It's probably mostly done. Like, who wants to spend that much money manufacturing shit that, like, is going to sit on store shelves and take up so much space? It is very much that we run in cycles. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is very much the Matrix in here, where every so often it gets rebooted. Because I remember growing up and having the fucking Genesis. Oh, I was a Sega kid, right? So I had the Genesis, uh, whatever they called it, Super Scope. Uh, you know, I remember there was the running pad for NES. There was all this crap. Right. And I remember when we got to the PS2. And granted, there was like SOCOM shit and that, you know, well, that, that's just the Ethernet deal. But I, it felt like peripherals had dropped off. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, thank God they're gone, right? But then it was the, hey, let's have party games come out. And it was SingStar and Rock Band and Guitar Hero that brought it all back. And then we all got sick of having that shit shoved under our couches and we bitched about it. It went away for a little bit. Then they tried to bring it back. We were all excited for one weekend. Like, why are we doing this again? This sucks. <laughs> and now we're at a point where we don't want any of it. I think it will be back. One of the things of like, if you remember the Greg Miller story, is that I was super into PS3 SingStar. Loved it. Threw SingStar parties all the time. I had, I was trying to get the platinum, and I had the hardest trophies up there. There's still some of the most rare ones on PSN profiles. But when it came to PS4, and they moved to having the the phone be your microphone, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah. Like, I missed them the having a mic. I bought mic stands. I had everything for this fucking game back in the day. And then to be singing to that, I never played on PS4. Yeah, all that stuff is great while you're playing that game. Yeah. Every other moment of the day when you totally. own that stuff, it's like, this sucks shit. I I would fucking love so much to play Beatles Rock Band again. Yeah. There's no other way to play it. I'd have to dig out all that stuff and yeah. like put it in my 360 because it's not yeah. backwards compatible and all that. Like, I would love to play that, but I'm not willing to piece together the your whole kit, the village of things you need yeah. to play that game again. And it's that thing is I think as we move on and get older and yada yada, the peripheral based gaming will be back. I don't know if it'll ever be as big again, but somebody's gonna get crazy enough in a few years and do something that we're all that's a lot of people are gonna be like, that's awesome. Yeah, I would like to do that. And maybe it's a younger person's game and it's, you know whatever you don't care about it, where your shit is in your house or whatever. Because I remember, yeah, when I had it in the old apartment not even this old kind of funny studio the one i lived in before that i just had like one of those weird like why is there this notch in the room but that's which is where we shoved all the shit all the <laughs> equipment and crap like that but yeah we'll see i have a closet at my parents house in georgia of just bullshit just like peripherals oh, totally, yeah, and all yeah. that. like i if i went through there i'm sure i could pull out things that like i've not looked at or seen in a decade <sighs> the good old days imran mm-hmm I can't wait to see if peripheral-based gaming will ever come back, but it's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Mm-hmm. 
do, 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 yeah. Out today, Just Dance 2020. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and the motherfucking Wii. The last Ubisoft game of the year. Uh, Valfaris on PS4. Garfield Kart Furious Racing on PlayStation 4, <laughs> Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That's a sequel to a game that sold really well because people just go like, oh, fuck, Garfield Kart. People love Garfield, man. Yeah. Uh, he hates Mondays but loves lasagna. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Tokyo 2020 is here. On Switch. Our already out. How is it already out? Why would it not be out? I'm just, we're already in November, Greg. Oh, oh, r- oh, that's how yeah, you mean yeah. it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, because, yeah, when we played it at uh, PAX mm-hmm. in the Parish Nutter Cup, what a great minigame collection. Yeah. It literally is. They looked at Super Sports Match and were like, oh, we should do that. Yeah. We should do that with the characters people really love. And it that when suck. you guys did that, it felt like it was a year away, and now we're already here. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't suck. Yeah. I, I was looking at IGN's review today. It looked like the cons on it were like, the minigames are fun, but like the story mode's weak. Yeah. Like, who's playing this for story mode? I actually <laughs> want to see the story mode because uh, like, a weird thing of they all get sent back in time. I'm kind of oh, curious. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That's why they have the retro ones? Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of curious, like, is that fun? Like, do they make good on that promise of here's all these old sprites? Look how funny this is. Yeah. Do you think, despite their differences, Mario and Sonic become friends at the end? No, I think the rivalry has to stay eternal. Oh, exactly. Fair, yeah. it, the soul must burn. It must be a Vegeta Goku situation. The question is which is the Vegeta and which is the Goku. <laughs> Black Sad under the skin, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Mac. Conception Plus Maidens of the Twelve Stars oh, no. on PlayStation 4 no. PC. You know that's a, you know you know what kind of game that is. We all we've seen the Conception games before. I want to see the trailer just for it. You know what I mean? But go Oh, for it. that's that game. You remember Conception yeah. games? Yeah, they, they, these were a big they were a big deal for Vita players, I'll tell you what. Here you go. Who are you gonna who are you gonna conceive with? This redhead, that blonde girl? Like the title is not lying. It is what it is. Oh, oh no. They keep getting younger. Why? I can't show this. Oh, don't show it. Yeah, well, I mean no. you can probably, but don't show it. Look at oh a BB. Oh no, it wasn't a BB, it was, it was something else. I mean this game is it, it is called Conception. It's literally about making babies for dungeon crawling, right? I forget the actual gameplay elements of I what think you that's do in the Conception premise. Plus, but it might be that, yeah. Right now, somebody's writing in. Uh, they keep getting younger and smaller. Well, they're using the chibis when you're playing, right? But even just the design, like the art design, the baby boom is back on Steam. I yeah. That's the baby boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah. Okay. So it's a. Uh, oh man. Itsuki oh. is suddenly summoned to the magical world of Granvania to save it from evil impurities. To return to his own world, he must save this one with the help of his star children born between him and the 12 star maidens. So you're getting it on with 12 star maidens, everybody. Red Dead Redemption 2 is on PC. Basically the same game. <laughs> uh, Audica is on PS4. Planet Zoo is on PC. Don't know if IGN ever got a code. <laughs> Light Fairy Tale Episode 1 is on PS4. Now they can finally review it. The Lord of the Rings Adventure Card Game is on Switch. Ships is on Switch. Demon Crawl is on PC. Guildmaster Story is on PC and Mac. Neo, N-E-O, is on PC. Uh, Meteor Fall, Kermit's Tale is on PC. Cracked Crusaders uh, delves into dungeons today on iOS and Android. You said Neo. It made me remember that Neo is also free on PS Plus today. Oh. Like the... the s- Samurai Souls. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, and then deals of the day for you. Bastion is free on iOS until the end of the year. Uh, I saw this on his GameSpot article, and then they explained how you get it. Here's how it works. We tried searching for Bastion in the App Store, but it seems the new listing isn't appearing in the search results just yet. After you download it, though, you'll need to unlock the full game. Bastion boots directly to the beginning of the game rather than a menu screen. After playing for about 10 seconds, the settings wheel will appear in the upper right-hand corner. Click on the wrench slash hammer icon, and you'll see a button that reads unlock for $0.00. Bastion is now in your iOS game library forever. Bastion, an amazing game. Yeah. If you haven't played it. Do you think Bastion's the best of that supermassive, I guess, trilogy? (sighs) Yeah, I do. Like, I, I don't get me wrong, like, you know... Transistor's cool. Like, mm-hmm. and I like it was whatever, and not whatever. It, Transistor was cool. I like Bastion the most. And I don't know if it's because it was so beautiful, quaint, not simple, but simpler. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Because what it was, uh, it's Bastion, it's Transistor, and what's the Pyre? Pyre. That's the one. I, Pyre did not work for me. For me, it's Bastion has the best gameplay. Yeah. Transistor by far has the best aesthetics. Sure. And Pyre, I think, has the best story. Okay. That, like, that, I think all three, three of those games work together. I want. I need to actually go back and play Pyre more because when it came out, I think I just got hired at Game Informer. Yeah. So like, I had no time to play that game, but I, I would say if I had to pick a favorite, it would still probably be Transistor, just because I love those 
aesthetics so I much. got you. Yeah, I get it, but it was like, uh, uh, you know, more about it. Also, did you, you said Supermassive. It's Supergiant. Mm. Uh, do you think they ever fight about that name? No. Up until this moment, I never noticed how close they were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it. I'm like, that's not, I can't put my finger on it. Not right. What'd you got for me? Uh, Pyre's gameplay, I, I think I enjoy the most. The soccer, okay. the yeah. soccer yeah, aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. I, I just didn't get into it at the time. Maybe if I go back to it, that now, was the thing. Yeah. Is that yeah, I, I totally got it, and it was weird. And I want them to make weird games and have a great time. But, but I remember being like, yeah, that's not what I want to play. Hades, however, yeah, is that yeah. Hades yeah. fucking thing? I downloaded it on the Epic Game Store just to be. I've like, been waiting yeah. till it's finished, and I, I figured at some point I'll just start playing. When it's, well, I'm waiting for it to come yeah. to consoles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get it on Switch, man. Come on with me anywhere you want to go. Hades, come on, man. It's time for reader mail. You can write in at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hymns. You've heard us talk about Hymns for a long, 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 long time now because they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't heard yet, it's time to see what they're all about, just like Nick and Andy did. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age 35, and once you start to notice, it can be too late. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. This Black Friday, secure the best deal of all, a healthier, thicker hairline. The solution is 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows there are some men's health conversations that are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4hims connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours completely confidentially and discreetly. Answer a few quick questions and a doctor will review if they determine it's right for you they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door this thanksgiving when your relatives say healthy and full they'll finally be talking about your hair and not the turkey I love the th- seasonal ads. Uh, my listeners can get started with the Hymns Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today right now while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Instead, go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily. Up next, it's Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. I love it. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. Uh, I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Of course, Tim brought this into our lives. I've been using it at home, and I'm happy with the results. I will tell you. I will leave it at that, Imran. Mm-hmm. All right. Might we see a pantsless Batman sometime? <laughs> no, you won't, because they don't put that on Twitch. Manscaped <laughs> has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trim, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's nasty, and I agree with that. The Perfect Package also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant in your armpits. Why aren't you putting it on the smelliest part of your body? Why not? Why not? Uh, These products smell good. Uh, Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. Uh, The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day long. Uh, Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GAMES. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Finally, my balls will thank me. I know, right? Fucking in great, ungrateful assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand how hard it is to lug them around all the time. You know what I mean? Going on here. Uh, Cranon writes in with not a question and something I haven't verified. Mm-hmm. But the trophy horn me wants to shed this light on to the Xbox gamer and all of you. Yeah, we want to get the community to tell us whether or not we're actually wrong. Exactly. I was playing Outer Worlds on PC using Xbox Game Pass for PC and really enjoying myself. I was popping achievements left and right. When I finished the game, I thought I would go back and start a new file on my Xbox using Xbox Game Pass this time. And, wouldn't you know, all the same achievements started popping. So this is not so much a question about something, but were you aware this is possible? I believe it's only possible for games that are, that are not Play Anywhere titles, but could work for games like Creature in the Well or Dead Cells. Keep up the good work. Again, being a trophy expert mm-hmm. and an achievement noob, 
Are you telling me there's two different achievement lists for the PC version and the, and the Xbox version? I wouldn't be shocked. It used to work that way for games for Windows Live. Okay. okay. Like, you could just get play the same game. Like, it wouldn't necessarily just start popping up automatically. Like, you wouldn't just go to one and it's like, oh, bing, achievement. Bing, yeah, yeah. Bing. But you would, could just play through the game again and get the achievement, and you would still get those points. Gotcha. Yeah, this sounds like on the uh, PlayStation 4 side as the you know the DC Universe Online thing we had, where if you had trophies on PS3, when you turned on your PlayStation 4 and downloaded DC and you jumped into it, it would go bing, 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 and just give you them all in a new list. Mm-hmm. You didn't do any more work. It would just give you the new list. Mm-hmm. That's always a great treat. That's always a great thing. More games should do that, I've always said. So not for you, but for normal people. Sure. Do you think achievements are still a thing? No, God, no. Okay. Do you? For me, personally, no. I mean, what do you, th- what do you consider a normal person? John Q. Gamer buying five games a year? No, I don't fucking care. But, like, do you think they go out of their way to platinum any of those games, get the thousand on a thousand, whatever? I mean, some people do. I think it it still, to me, is, you know, I look at, like, Anthony Rapp, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, he went and platinum Bloodborne and all the others, and worked on all the other Souls games and did all that jazz. And it wasn't so much that he loves it for the love of trophies, it was for the love of the game. Right. But that's where I think trophies and achievements shine the most, where it is like, it's not this weird e-penis you're worried about. It literally is like, dude, I love this game. I've beaten it. I've unlocked all the suits. But there's all these weird, like, do this certain thing a certain way I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Why not? I want to keep playing this game. I want to stay in this world longer. That's giving me the reason to do so. For me, Platinum is all, like, recently it's become too much of a sunk cost fallacy. Sure. Of every time I'm like, you know, I could do this. This doesn't seem too bad. And then I get to the last where it's like, this sucks. Like, yeah. this is making me dislike this. Like, Sekiro is a good example. Where you could do all the fun platinums or the fun trophies, then it's like the last one you have left is okay, hit buy all the skills, which means you're grinding and grinding yeah, and grinding. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wish it's a razor's edge between a great list and a bad list. Right. I wish there was a thing where people like they'd have actual straight up. We have trophy designers. Granted, they'll 100%. never do that because that's a salary you don't want to pay. But like, I've been lucky enough that a couple different games have reached out and been like, would like I said it uh, years ago now, but like that I would love to advise. Mm-hmm. And people have hit me up like, here's our trophy list. What am I getting wrong? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Don't do this. I'm like, oh, you're doing that. Like, honestly, any grinding trophy, I'm already turned off by. Yeah. But it's grinding without purpose, right? Like, yeah. yeah, that's the hardest thing I think about it. Where it's just like, yeah, okay, get all the skills sounds fine and cool, but then if it is, like, you're just running like the loot cave and destiny mm-hmm. over and over again to get the XP. Also, like trophies based on random drops, like Bloodstain's a good example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of like. I I know people who had fun doing that, but if I tried to do that, I'm like, oh, I just not getting the drops. I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck this game. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna do the trophy anymore. Yeah. Fine line. Yeah. Honestly, I think like the aesthetics of it is also not great these days either. Like the, when the 360 days of like pop trophy, press this button. There's a description yeah. that was fine. Now like with the Xbox One, like oh you got a trophy, press this button, load into this other app, see this thing we made a wallpaper and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. In the PS4, it's not great either because like. Okay, let's just it loaded. See, yeah, you yeah. do it, and it goes and like spins for a second, and then finally gives you the information. Like, come on, man. And, and then, then the like, screenshot oh, it does is like always a black loading screen or something. Yeah. Now you say that I want to give credit where credit is due, and I've talked about this before. There are developers out there who are going out of their way to do it. One of which being uh, kind of funny best friend, uh, podcast beyond, long time doing Eric Jensen, who we always joke around about from Sony Ben Studios. But I saw a great thread from, I think it might have been somebody sharing it with Brian, who's PS4 Trophies, and then he shared it out too. But basically it was like, hey, look at this awesome shot I got. And it was if you platinum Days Gone, it ends with this handshake that I won't, you know, I, mm-hmm. I haven't done. But it, it ends with a handshake and you have it there. And like, I was basically like, this is awesome. Usually it's like a loading screen or some bullshit that I get it on. And people were talking about it. And Jensen chimed in of like, no, I designed it this way. I designed it so that when you, like our trophies pop, usually, you know, like for certain ones, yeah. you're not just at a garbage screen for no reason. I was like, that's fucking cool. You know what? The biggest complaint I have about trophies you get the trophy pops. Mm-hmm. You press like PS button to go look at it. You look at it like, okay, okay, this is the trophy. I'm gonna look at a couple other trophies real quick. Sure, sure. You go back into the game. Oh, the cutscene's been playing this entire fucking oh, time. Oh god, I hate that. Oh, that's such a nightmare. I'm right there with you. Yeah, no, that terrible. fucking sucks. Yeah, they should ne- like they should find a way to design like play put the trophy after the. Most cutscene. games, yeah, are smart enough that when you exit out, it stops. But then yeah. there are these games you go into you're like this was fucking going. Yeah, people aren't getting it, Barrett. You got to start telling them how to get it. All right. BJ Bernardo writes in. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It says, with another popular streamer, this time Courage, leaving Twitch, is this a sign Twitch is doing something wrong? Or is the streaming world getting too big for just one streaming service? I didn't put this in the Roper Report because I, of course, don't understand and I've never heard of Do Courage. Do we need to get an point. expert on, on, uh, on the show right now? Who are you going to call? Joey! Oh, okay. 
She ran me down through all of this stuff yesterday. Can we get shock mic up? Impressive how much she knew. So, Joey, I, I, didn't, I almost put it in the Roper report, and then I was like, no, this is too tangential to what I know. Please pull up a chair. Don't, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to like bend over the whole thing. It's, it's literally a chair. You could have done no, it twice. You could have folded and unfolded it this right entire there. time. All right. Okay. Uh, so Courage from 100 Thieves yes. is officially leaving Twitch and not going to Mixer. Correct. Going to YouTube. Correct. Give me my esports report from my number one esports correspondent, Joey Noel. Uh, I think this is a very exciting move because I feel like we haven't really seen YouTube get into like the streamer wars, yeah. as people are calling it. Uh, Courage has been really good friends with Fwiz for a long time, so it's not super surprising. Um, Ryan Wyatt, who now runs uh, YouTube Gaming. Exactly. Um, and then Ryan had posted last week they did a YouTube creator, YouTube Gaming Creator Summit in Palm Springs. And Courage and some of the other like Fortnite YouTube YouTubers like Laserbeam, Lachlan, and Muzelk were all there. So I'm interested to see if any of those guys get tied Laser in. Laserbeam. Exactly. I with know. YouTube Gaming. Um, and I think it's interesting of like he already has like a really big youtube presence he has like almost two million i think subs to his youtube channel so uh -huh. if you can capitalize off of that established following it seems like not a terrible thing i don't know it's all very interesting here's the question from bj bernardo okay is this a sign twitch is doing something wrong or is the streaming world just getting too big for one streaming service i think it's too big for one streaming service i think once one platform was like hey we're gonna try try and sign exclusivity deals. I think that kind of kicked everybody else's butt into gear. Yeah. Slasher on Twitter was talking about how Loaded GG, which is the company that reps Courage, um, most of their other clients, which are all big streamers, are either signing exclusivity with Twitch or are already in talks with Mixer and or YouTube. See, I think that is, is it a sign that Twitch is doing something wrong? No. I think it's a sign that the space is more competitive than ever. And as more and more people take this seriously as a business, and like how you, how are you going to like? Because I, I watched some of Courage's video, and he's talking about like being. Or I watched the video and then read something where he's talking about like uh, you know being able to take care of his family. And like five years ago, he's working. He's an intern somewhere. Yeah. Like MLG, it's the yeah. idea that when I and I don't know anything about this if there's a deal, but let's take Mixer for example. When they walk in, they're like, "We're going to give you X amount of money guaranteed to come here and stream exclusively." That gets you around the fact that you're going to have fewer viewers than you would on Twitch because right. you're making mo hopefully more money than you were off whatever. Yeah, I saw it super hard. Totally, like, easily. Yeah, twenty bucks. This is I, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, right? This is like Namco. They slipped you a twenty dollar bill. And you're wearing a Pac-Man yeah, shirt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, getting the hot Pac-Man brand out there for all the kids. <laughs> for all the kids. Yeah. Yeah. One of our like streamer friends um, had tweeted out yesterday, like, if you guys think that you wouldn't sign a deal to like guarantee that you could take care of your family for totally. the rest of life, you're totally wrong. Like, you 100 percent would, especially if it's on a platform that's viable. And I think at this point, Mixer and YouTube have proved that they have. Something kind of to offer in this space that's not just Twitch. It's not necessarily. I would say Mixer has YouTube. I haven't seen anything where I'm like, oh yeah. But they the fact that it's it. attached to YouTube in general, sure. and if yeah. you're an established creator, I, I don't think it's like a complete. Oh place. no! I mean, like there's. Yeah. I mean, like theoretically, we should probably stream all our shit on YouTube, right? Because right? we're a YouTube company. We're not really Twitch streamers. Yeah. We like I being mean, on Twitch. I feel like there's an affiliate agreement that prevents us from doing that. No, that, that's 100 percent correct. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the one we signed. We've talked about that. That yeah, yeah. there's an exclusivity thing in there of our thing. It's like okay, cool. And it's, and it's also the fact that, like, you guys are great about it. Remember, if you have Twitch Prime, you have Amazon Prime. We'd love it if you gave us that free 30-day subscription to help the business go. That's what YouTube and Mixer don't have. Right. Which is where you get into that conversation of, like, well, if I took an exclusivity agreement over there, I'd be giving up this many subs. So what is the dollar amount on that? Da, 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 da. Right. When we start talking about this sort of thing, like Mixer, YouTube, Twitch, you start thinking about, okay, where does this fit in the corporate owner's perspective? Yeah. And for Twitch, it's the Amazon thing. For YouTube, it's like, what if you're going to launch a new gaming service? You want to kind of have some gaming streamers there that are yeah. going to probably hawk it a little bit because you gave them money to do so. Use that stadium, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Microsoft plays into that interestingly, too, of like Ninja was a huge like Halo streamer. Right. So like if you sign him to this deal, then what kind of like mm. involvement do you get with him when you launch a new yeah, Halo? Yeah, is he going to be at E3 next year? Yeah, showing Halo? Infinite. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's and I, wouldn't, I would assume Shroud is kind of something similar maybe. Yeah. Um, so it's all very interesting. But then you think, too, like maybe if you have Xbox Live Gold, that ties into you getting a free Mixer sub. Oh, yeah. And like seeing how all those kinds of things. It doesn't now. You're saying it doesn't eventually. Now, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is like future 100%. Stuff. No, 100%. That'd and be huge. Like, with Google, like there's so many different Google services. Like if you have, Go if you pay for Google Pay yep. or Play or um, 
YouTube TV, like all of these different 100%. things could tie into how you get those. But remember, subs. if you have Amazon Prime, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast right now, and you have Amazon Prime, you have a free subscription. Just Google, it'll be logged into your browser when you get home. At some point, Google Twitch Prime, Amazon Prime. You can link them up and give it to Kind of Funny Games. It would help us out a lot. We love it. That'd you. be really cool. So yeah, lots of interesting things that I think could combat the like loss of Here's Amazon Here's the Prime biggest sets. thing I'm going to throw out there, right? Yeah. Somebody take one well, of these totally. dump truck full of monies and drive it over to Sancho West and drop it on him. Yeah. I don't care where this guy streams. Just take care of him. That's all I'm asking, everybody. I agree. Thank His you. Twitch layout for Halloween was so, so cool. cool. It was him inside of an X-Wing. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I didn't. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, great. It's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice. I read here. The best friends come and find you. Also, as a compliment to how good Kevin's hair is, when he tucked, he tucked his head in real quick, I thought it was Fran for a second. Oh. And I was like, he's looking really good. Chauncey needs help in video games on Xbox and PC. Uh, on Xbox, it is Predit Noir. P-R-E-D-I-T, new word, N-O-I-R. On Steam, it's just noir, which is a good name. Destiny 2 is the game he needs help in. What's up, Guardians? I'm on that Destiny grind working on clearing the garden. And that pinnacle grind. I'm looking to squad up with some best friends to expand my player base. I'm on Xbox and PC. Also have a PlayStation, so won't be on next weekend, 8 to 11, because Death Stranding will be in progress. But Destiny is always in my in-between game. Add me if you're looking for some dad humor from a cat dad and a hunter with wild mobility. If any of that made sense to you, hit him up. Xbox <laughs> PC, it's in the description. Imran, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Mm-hmm. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, GiantRobotGaming.com says, The story mode for Tokyo 2020 is not that they go back in time. Robotnik creates an old-school arcade game, and through shenanigans, Mario, Sonic, Robotnik, and Bowser get sucked into the game. The retro mini-games are fun, and I love the nostalgia. Reviewed it for my blog. If you want to read a review, go to GiantRobotGaming.com. What kind of shenanigans, though? Yeah, I'm interested in what the shenanigans Athletic are. shenanigans? Uh, Athletic shenanigans? I thought it was like hanky-panky shenanigans. Bro, man, yeah. get your head out of the gutter. The Sonic movie is coming out Valentine's Day. We don't have that much time to wait for hanky-panky shenanigans. It's yeah. Exactly. If you yeah. if you want some hanky-panky shenanigans, get that conception game, you weird old freak. You know what I mean? You're a freak on a leash over there. Yeah? Uh, Stead John At wrote in and said, For what it's worth, Xbox achievements. I kind of still care about them, but nothing like I did as much as I did a few years ago. I've come across too many that suck some of the suck some for zero score, and I have two that have given me a, a non-five out of zero number, which is annoying. I don't fucking understand what that means. Good I assume it means that it was like it's a number, but not an even five mm. or zero. Ah, yeah. good call, Imran. That's why I keep you around, so you can mm. translate. <laughs> And then Kebab says, the trophy standby thing is actually related to how the game handles you going to the PS4 menus, not just the trophy menu, and it's specific from game to game. I'm just saying, like, just put the trophy at the end of a cutscene. Do never make it so if I'm checking a trophy, there might be a cutscene playing when I look at it. Yeah. That's all. That's fair. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Tomorrow it's going to be me and Fran. Thursday will be me and Imran. Friday it's going to be me and Tim. Of course, Thursday at 2 p.m., Tim. Myself, Fran and Imran come back for the Kind of Funny Games cast, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go there, watch it live. You can get it early, ad-free. You can get it with the pre and post show while you're there. Just subscribe and you know support us at one of the levels. You can be giving us questions. You can be getting this show ad-free over there, too. If you're like, I don't want to hear about Greg's balls anymore. Easy way. Go over there. You know? You know what I'm talking about. But if you really want to hear about my balls, Venmo me and I'll hit you back. Until next time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>